0: Welcome to Raiders of the Lost Podcast. Please enjoy this interview we had with Ice Cube for Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Mutant Mayhem, as well as director Jeff Rowe, Ayo Adebri, who plays April O'Neil, and the Turtles themselves, Nicholas Kantu, Micah Abbey, Shimon Brown Jr., and Brady Noon. These were filmed on June 25th and June 27th with Paramount Pictures in 2023. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Mutant Mayhem hits theaters on August 2nd, 2023.
1: James and Anthony. Nice, welcome, What's, up?
0: What's up, Ice? How you doing? Congratulations hey, on the movie.
1: Thank you, man. How y'all doing?
0: I'm doing fantastic. Now, you're one of the most influential cultural figures in Los Angeles. What are some of your favorite Los Angeles movies?
1: Oh man, my favorite Los Angeles movies. Um Boys in the Hood, Friday. <laughs> <laughs> of course. You know, those are you know some of my favorites straight out of Compton. You know, I think those are the best. We had uh, Friday on as kids.
0: We wore that VHS out, so thanks for bringing a lot of laughter to our homes. <laughs> yeah, that's right. We <laughs> love it. what's What's uh, your favorite film of your career that you're most proud of, more than any other film? If you had to be like, this is the film that represents me as an artist, which one is that?
1: Wow, you know, I, I would probably have to say Friday because... You know, it's, it's really how we view our life in South Central LA, a lot of, uh, you know, Boys in the Hood was, was another way to look at how we grew up. But Friday, kind of, is us having fun with it. You know, we, we had fun with the neighborhood, even though it was a tough place at times. But it wasn't tough all the time, man. And there's a lot of laughs, just as many laughs in the neighborhood as there is Christ. And so, you know, showing that aspect of L.A. uh, after, you know, Boys in the Hood, Menace to Society, Colors, uh, you know, all these movies show that we lived in this, you know, hellhole, But we, we had a lot of fun growing up and I wanted to show that on Friday, so I'm proud of it because it most represents the L.A. that I know.
0: Loved to hear. Now, uh, Mutant Mayhem, is this maybe your first voice acting role in your career? And You seriously killed it as Superfly. Now, what do you enjoy about the experience of just voice acting versus being on camera as well?
1: Um, well, this is actually like my third time doing it. I, I did a movie called Book of Life. I played the Candlemaker, and then I just did some called What the Funk. So it's, it's great because you can, you know, there's no boundaries, there's no uh, limitations. Um, you know, anything you do can physically, or anything you say can physically be done, you know, with, with the work of a great artist. So you have so much freedom to. To, you know, be whatever, say whatever and kind of do whatever and then make it and make it work and make it fit. So it's a lot of freedom in that. Um, you know, it's it's kind of like, you know. If I say something funny, I know that they're going to make it feel funny in the movie. You know, sometimes when you act and you say something funny, you never know if it's going to hit or not. But in, a, in an animation, you can get it perfect.
0: Love that. Now, this film has a lot of great themes about fatherhood, and you're a father, so especially the idea of not being so hard on your kids that you end up pushing them away. So as a father, did that resonate with you when you read the script at first?
1: Yeah, I mean, reading the script, you know, not only um, Splinter and the Ninja Turtles, but, you know, Superfly is dealing with the loss of his father. So um, I think it humanizes uh, these characters to where they're more than just cartoons. You know, they're they're real. They have, uh, you know, real life uh, situations that we all kind of go through here and there. Um, So I, I thought that's what's great about the movie. You know, you look at Splinter. He is the heart of the movie. You know, he is uh the one that uh, makes you remember that what it's really all about. And and he learns, you know, he learns that you can't love too hard and you can't hide from the world. Uh no matter who wants to see you or not. Uh so and then you got Superfly. He a villain with a heart. He a villain that's he want to be friends. He don't want to be bad guy. He wants to be accepted, and I think we all can relate to want to be accepted, no matter what, you know, no matter how ugly you may be. You want a friend.
0: So the soundtrack in this movie is excellent. So many throwbacks. Did you have any input and suggestions for music to get put into the movie at all?
1: Not at all. You know, Jeff and Seth, they they covered that. They did a great job. Um, they didn't need me. You know, uh, the movie is it's perfect. You know, I've got hip hop. You can hear Tribe Called Quest in the movie. You know, it's like, hey, <laughs> you can't beat it with a stick.
0: We have a, a question from one of our fans. This is from Evan. What inspired you to become an actor after you were already an established rapper? And how did you get that first major role in Boys in the Hood?
1: Man, I was discovered. Uh, John Singleton saw something in me that I didn't see in myself, and he first he pursued me for about two years to even be in the movie because wow. I wasn't really focused on that. I didn't. I, I thought you had to be, you know, a professional straight out of Juilliard or something to be an actor at the time. So I didn't feel I was qualified to act and. I didn't want to, you know. I was trying to be the best rapper in the world. Thank God he stayed on me and he encouraged me and he let me know that it could be great. I think seeing like, you know, other people do movies, um, other artists and rappers, you know, um, I, I gave it a shot and and um, it all worked out and I'm glad and I'm thankful to John Singleton, rest in peace for, for helping me kind of, you know, expand my career, expand my fan base, and um, show people more of my talents.
0: Love it. Thanks so much for the time, Ice Cube. Congratulations on the movie and an incredible career. Take care. Take care, man.
1: Later, man. Later.
2: This episode is brought to you by Shopify.
4: Hi, Ayo. Hi, how are you?
0: We're doing great. So you play April O'Neil. Now, what do you like most about this interpretation of a- April versus the previous iterations of the character?
4: I love that she is a teenage girl, and I feel like she is not... Completely like cool and together (laughs) She's definitely a little bit of a mess and definitely has a journey of growth to go on um, In her self-confidence and in her friendship with the Turtles as well
0: Absolutely now you've done a lot of voiceover acting and on-camera acting What are the differences between those and how are they similar as well?
4: Mm, I think um, I mean, both of them, I think, take a lot of preparation. I feel like there's this misconception that it's like, oh, voiceover, I get to show up in my PJs and like do whatever (laughs) I want. And it's like not true at all. Um, It takes a lot of work and you're sort of conjuring this world where with on-camera acting, you have costume, you have props, you have these things that can help you get into the space. You have other actors, but a lot of times with VO, that's not really the case. Uh, But with this project, we got to do some group records, so that was really fun and a new thing for me even with the VO work that I've done, um, so that was that was exciting and new. Um, I sort of did an answer in same and different. I sort of did new and old, which is interesting, um, that I just completely chose to reinterpret your question.
0: It's still a great answer. Well,
4: thanks, you know, try my best.
0: <laughs> now, who is your favorite turtle and why? And also, if you were a Ninja Turtle, What would your weapon be?
4: Really good. So, favorite turtle historically, I would say is Michelangelo. Um, You know, just the person who thinks that they're funny. Um, (laughs) And my first skateboard, Michael, it was it was a Mikey deck. Um, And if I was a Turtle, I think that I would love, you know, in um Kill Bill, like the the thing that Gogo has, like with the chains yeah, and the, the ball,
0: chain, his yeah. bike,
4: yeah, I would want that.
0: That's an awesome weapon, great. Really. But hey, I would want some sort dream. of
4: like safety, like button, just, you know, to prevent what happened.
0: Well, you'd have the turtle shell, so you could just, you know, deflect it with that. Good. I
4: like this as a community exercise. This is nice, yeah. <laughs>
0: Now you're having a really big year with this and the bear having its second season just coming out. Congratulations on that show as well. What's it been like with all this acclaim and attention and lots of love for that show? And I'm sure people will end up loving this film once it comes out.
4: I oh thank you. I mean I just feel really lucky um, to just be a part of stuff that people are watching, <laughs> um, <laughs> but and to be working on something that and, and multiple things that I really. Just love, and I'm having fun doing. Um, but I think I've been lucky this year. We were filming, and you know now we're doing press to keep busy. So I feel like just I'm just trying to stay busy as much as I can um, to not think about <laughs> things. If that makes sense, just to keep doing them.
0: I'm sure it can be a lot, for sure.
4: It's no. it's not, it's oh. honestly it's honestly all right. I don't know. It's okay. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the more the better you, you're killing it. It's been a great couple of years for you now. What would you like to see in a potential sequel to M- mutant mayhem?:
4: Ooh you know what? I got excited by that, that weapons question, so, uh, so maybe April pick, you know takes a self-defense class or takes like a Taekwondo class or something, like she she, she, she learns a little one too. you know what I mean?:
0: I <laughs> would love that. Love it. Well, thank you so much for chatting with us. We love the film. Congratulations on this and everything hey, guys, else you have going yeah. oh, on. Thank it was so awesome to chat with you, Io. Oh, Take care. I
2: appreciate it. Bye, guys. Thank you. Hello, James and Anthony. Welcome.
0: Hey, Jeff. Thanks for talking to us today. We love the movie. We checked it out last week. Congratulations.
2: Oh, awesome. Thank you.
0: <laughs> so we, we grew up watching TMNT. We wore out the VHSs of those first few live-action films. Were you a huge fan of this franchise growing up? And was this a dream project for you when you got the job?
2: Absolutely. It was the Ninja Turtles were my were my everything. Like, especially the live-action movies, especially Secret of the Ooze, like remembering Toka and Razar and the weird suits and costumes that they had, Shredder Super Shredder, uh, and, and also just like so much of that exist you know there there was the movie but so much of my my relationship uh, existed with the with the toys from those films and having those and the hours I would spend in my room playing with them and and, uh, uh, yeah it was like the first thing I ever really loved (laughs) in my life.
0: Same with us. I was always Raphael. He was always Leonardo, and we the loved leader. It as, yeah, the leader. <laughs> so, <Yeah. laughs> animation—it's building such a huge reputation the last few years in cinema. Finally, what does animation mean to you as an art form for film, and how, why is it so important to film history going forward in the past?
2: That's a that's a great question. I mean, I think it, uh, animation has been has been around a long time. You know, the, if you go back to Gertie the dinosaur and Winsor McKay, like. Uh, uh, the idea of sequential images, uh, 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 it, it's, they exist together, but for, for so long, it's been kind of relegated, at least in the West to this like children's thing. And, uh, uh, and when I was a kid, uh, uh, I very much loved the animation that didn't necessarily feel like it was made for me. Like, Hey Arnold was for kids but it like it was about real characters and like a in the real world and it felt relatable and I, I remember loving that and then I remember discovering anime when I was in my teens and like just watching Dragon Ball Z and Gundam Wing and just being like oh this isn't necessarily made for kids it feels uh, like it's aiming at at an older audience and and not uh and not feeling talk down to uh, uh, about that and that doesn't really answer your question but I think it's I think it's important because uh, uh, animation is limitlessly imaginative there's nothing that can't be done in it and it's also such a, a, a pure undiminished vessel for artistic expression like it's just the hands of the artist being put up on the screen and uh uh, it just opens up so many different ways to express emotion and and story
0: love that there are so many iterations of the ninja turtles whether it be the other movies tv shows video games but this one was strikingly different did you what was your team and your goal with trying to make this different from any other version of TMNT
2: we wanted to do two things one we wanted it to be relatable we wanted them to feel like real teenagers and like uh, uh, like you and your friends when when you were that age or if you 're a teenager like your friends now uh, and then we also wanted it to be emotional. We wanted people to like care about the characters and and care about their relationships and just try to really dimensionalize them in a way that they they uh, haven't fully been expressed uh, 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 before. Um, yeah. All right. Well,
0: thanks so much, Jeff Rowe, director of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Mutant Mayhem, That's all the time we have for today. Congratulations on the film, and thanks for chatting with us. Take care, man. And
2: thank you so much. Have a good one.
0: And we have all the boys here what's together, up, how ah, we doing? How's it going? Uh, what's up? Alright, so, in the movie, you're all making fun of Leonardo and his lack of riz. Of the four of you, who has the most riz? Uh,
2: alright, Shimon. shimon has
0: got
2: it. <laughs> shimon has got the most riz. <laughs> That's funny. what
0: it Love is. It. Yeah, sure. Now, this movie has a lot of, like, contemporary stuff, especially about being a modern teen. Did it accurately capture, like, what life is like, like, a, as a teen? using social media, all sorts of new slang terms that I'm still learning.
4: I think so, I think so because a lot of times in these movies we really talk about how much, how like how, how they're heroes and they don't really go through like the teenage phase of trying to fit in and, and finding themselves and trying to be themselves at the same time as and finding their own groups um, and this this movie really shows it and they really do act like teenagers because we improvised a lot of the scenes and we added our own ta- our own like little slang words or our, our own inside jokes and i feel like it really portrays like the it really gives off the teenage vibe
0: I love that. It's so cool. Now, were you guys able to record in the studio together for the most part, or separately? What was the situation like?
3: Yeah. Um. Well, for for us, we kind of figured out early on in the recording process that ensemble was the way that we were gonna shoot it. Um. We we got just the most realism and us talking over each other, and that what you hear in the movie. That's like how it sounds like we're all just like in one room because we literally are. We're all in one room recording. For a majority of the movie, the last two and a half years, we've been just like together in the studio, except for like little pickups where we'd have to do solos, but majority of the time, we're together.
0: So we grew up watching the old movies on VHS, and I was always a fan of Leo, and James was always a fan of Raphael, Raphael it's my guy. Hey, who, your, who was your turtle growing up? Like, who was your favorite before you got cast?
3: Oof, man. I, I
2: would always bounce between them. I really liked Leo because my favorite color was blue. And then I really liked Donny because he was so intelligent. And then I also liked Mikey because he was so funny. And I also like Raph because he was awesome. And he was what like a great beating non-answer. the most guys.
1: Like, I don't know, it's hard to choose, but do you guys have like specifics? Yeah, I I think my favorite was like Leo, just because like he was the leader, like he was the leader. And because my favorite color is blue. Okay, see, but it right. was, if Mikey was blue, then it would have just been Mikey. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> yeah,
3: for for me, I I kind of bounce back and forth between Raphael and Leonardo. Uh, like in oh, wow. fourth gra- in fourth grade, there's a photo of me in, in a Raphael costume for Halloween, which is pretty ironic. Cause fast forward now, I'm now I'm Raf, <laughs> but uh, I always had like Leo swords, and I was always trying to be the leader out of my siblings. <laughs> so,
0: <laughs> love to hear it. Um, do you guys have like a? Ninja Turtle group chat, a text, and do you have it named something specific like that?
2: We do. We don't yeah, have I a silly did. name though. It's just TMNT. Well, we on
1: our on our Instagram group chat we have GoGurt. Oh yeah, GoGurt. Go-Gurt. 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're the GoGurt Turtles on Instagram. We're the DM. GoGurt
3: Turtles.
1: What do you
0: want to see in the sequel to Mutant Mayhem? If we're doing a wish list. Oh, yeah.
3: Crank. Turtles in space. Turtles in space! Oh. I like that
0: idea. Space in space. Let's go to space.
3: Um... I
0: mean, Dom Toretto did it. Why not the turtles? Exactly! exactly. We're up next. <laughs> We're going.
3: I... I want them to... if... We're hypothetically speaking, I want them to bring back some like fire characters like like Casey Jones, Shredder. Yeah. Like, There's
2: them. still so much like turtle yeah. stuff that we, we didn't even scratch the surface of with this movie. So Literally. we get to do so more. So hopefully we're just
1: setting ourselves up for yeah, this. Yeah, and just maybe even a crossover, like cool crossover with somebody. Ooh. Yeah, Miles Morales.
0: Yeah. We don't want to spoil it, but we the le- the ending teases so much more, so we can't wait to see it. Congratulations guys. Thanks thank for chatting thank with you. us That's all that so nice we so have. Right. Thank, thank you, you so much. Really good luck on the premiere and everything. Take care, fellas these interviews were filmed in june 2023 before the sag after strike and we had made an agreement with paramount pictures to release these interviews in july 2023 after the embargo was lifted for the film raiders of the lost podcast is a mirror image production sound mixing done by jacob cosler opening music by chase jackson